Has the voice of the enemy caused you to believe you're not good enough? Are the lies of the serpent attempting to steal your joy? Do you want to be emotionally, spiritually, and mentally healthy? And are you ready to believe what God says about you? Then welcome to Elevate, a podcast that will inform and inspire you with the resources to experience hope and healing. My wife, Shannon, is a licensed professional counselor helping individuals heal as they discover God's truth. My name is Myron, and I'm a pastor with over 35 years of ministry experience. Our podcast will provide you with the necessary tools to overcome and be victorious in Christ Jesus. Thank you for subscribing and listening to Elevate. Thank you for tuning in today to our podcast, Elevate. We are so grateful to be able to share with you. And Shannon and I just really appreciate and enjoy what we do. And uh, we hope that it's a blessing to you. Uh, and to that end, uh, you know, we'd love for you to reach out. Send us an email, um, elevatewiththepals at gmail.com. You can go to our website, uh, elevateourlife.info. You can subscribe there and see the different posts that we put. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And be sure to make some comments and share it with friends and family. So today we're going to talk about Believing New Things Part 1. Uh, this will be a two-part series. And I want to open today uh, with... Uh, the book of Romans chapter 8 verses 5 and 6 and I'm going to read both of these verses and also from Romans 12 two verses from the New Living Translation. Romans 8 5 and 6 says those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about simple things but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. In chapter 12 Paul writes and says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so using those uh, four verses to set the stage today, uh, Shannon is, I can just tell, ready to uh, share uh, with our audience today what Believing New Things is all about. So Shannon, without further ado, take it away. <laughs> wow, that's kind of a hard act to follow. <laughs> so last podcast, we, I believe, covered pretty well what what a core belief is. And, and I wish, you know, we could have a podcast on positive core beliefs, but those don't tend to be the problem child. So we are looking at negative um, core beliefs. And, and I think just kind of recapping that a little bit, you know, we talked about our negative core beliefs um, come from typically our early childhood. And, and I brought up last time, um, it's starting, it starts in the womb, like, you know, and if, you know, if mom was under a lot of stress and things like that, that was passed through the placenta and such in, into the baby. And, and then our zero to five is, is like the hard wiring of our brains and the messages that we took from that era, that time of our life. And I think we talked, you know, if you missed that, go back and listen to the last podcast. Um, and we covered that pretty well. So today, just real quickly, I, I think the first thing that we have to do is identify, you know, the first step is identifying 
our negative core beliefs. If we're going to try to adjust them, we've got to be able to know what they are. And so our negative core beliefs reflect the negative, broad, uh, generalized judgments that we have made about ourselves based on the negative or some of the negative experience that we have endured, like I just said, in our earlier years. Things like, you know, I'm a failure, I'm defective, I'm not good enough, I'm a bad daughter, I'm a bad mom, whatever the case might be. And if we're not clear as to what our negative core beliefs are as of yet, you know, it's incredibly important that we sit down and try to pinpoint and identify what they are, because if we don't know what they are, we certainly can't change them. And to change them, we have to know what they are. And so in order to identify them um, or uncover these negative core beliefs, we need to think about the implications of this in the specific clues and information that you already have. That is, think about what they say about yours or my overall view that we have of ourselves. When we walk down the street and we see somebody, we wave at them and they don't wave back at us. What is our automatic thought? Is it that, oh, maybe they didn't see us or is it, oh, they, maybe they're mad at me? Or if you send a text and someone doesn't respond in the time that you think that they should right. or whatever the case might be, you know, what is what what is the meaning you give that about, you know, the person and yourself? And that these are the clues that really start to show you what it is that you are thinking. And so I think a good place to start if I, you know, this is going to correlate pretty good with the model that we use, Myron, the, you know, we have a circumstance Mm -hmm. that leads to a thought that thought fuels or or creates our emotion. That emotion is the fuel to the action steps or lack thereof that we take giving us the result in our life. Mm -hmm. So right up front, what we or you believe is based on all the past learning, right. and often it's it's past painful learning is how I like to put it. Um, our brain is filled with various different sentences, um, and all of these sentences were taught to us um, directly or indirectly. Either they were modeled to us, it was induendos, you know, we felt humiliated, and so the sentence was, I am stupid, or, you know, a, you know, we don't have a good relationship with our father, so the, the thought is, you know, I've, I'm a bad son, or I'm, I'm unworthy of love, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But our brain is just filled with all these various um, sentences, and some of them are so ingrained that we often don't even notice them as sentences. They're really in our subconscious mind. And just like we had said between the circumstance and the thought, what we often do is they're so ingrained that we think of all of these things as truth. Right. These are the thoughts that go unquestioned. And what and so that this is where what we what is really a, a thought we think is a circumstance. And when something is a circumstance, we feel like it's unchangeable, that it's always gonna be this way. But it's looking at that and saying, okay, well, actually, that's that's just a thought about the circumstance. So the first step has to be, like I had said a few minutes ago, is is just to become aware. We've got to become aware of what we believe. So we must become aware of what, and in order to do that, we've got to be aware of what we are thinking. Mm-hmm. So um, an example would be just like a fish in water. It's difficult sometimes to recognize the water. It takes the skill of really becoming the watcher. You have to watch your brain think very carefully. But like that fish, it's just mm-hmm. easy to kind of fly through that water without even thinking. But at some point, we're, you know, God gave us a frontal lobe. 
to be able to stand on the balcony, if you will, and look down upon ourselves and say, okay, you know, what is it that's causing me to act this way? Well, it's what it's the thought processes that we have. So um, often you'll look out into the world and think that you are observing the world factually, but really you're constantly making judgments about the world around you based on what you have learned and believed from your past learning. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not a conscious thing. It's it's just we our brains just do this so well. For example, you think, oh, it's such a beautiful day. You, you won't think anything of that sentence. You will think you are simply viewing the world objectively. Um, so this is also true when you think, you know, my husband is being rude or my wife is being rude um, or, you know, she's being unkind. These are such deeply ingrained beliefs that we have that we don't even realize that they are beliefs. We just take them as fact. So each thought um, needs to be kind of, as the Bible says, take our thoughts captive and bring it to the obedience of Christ. We've got to evaluate right. what is that thought. If we want to change what it is that we believe, then we're going to have to take that thought captive. Um, this is true when you are changing thoughts and beliefs about yourself always. Um, so for example, some thoughts might be, I'm just this kind of a person. You know, how many people say, oh, I was just born this way, which I know you have something to say about that. <laughs> um, but we just think, oh, this is just my personality. Or, you know, I just have a big mouth and I think, but I speak before I think. And, and we just take those things as if they're just true mm. and factual. Right. And we never think about, hmm, you know, or we look at, a, at something, we think, oh, I, I could never do that, or I'm just so not good at this, or, you know, I've always struggled with this particular area. So these thoughts will go right away from our awareness, and it'll go right by us if we don't start to pay close attention. So that is the first thing, is we've got to become aware. Um, and and you especially want to get a hold of any negative beliefs because I promise, like we have been talking about in this entire podcast, we've got to manage our thought process because ultimately that is the control that we have. So if we're going to change our lives, we've got to change our negative beliefs. And this is why paying attention to our feelings is so important. Um, negative feelings will be the indicators that you are thinking a negative thought. You know, so if I feel a certain way, I always ask myself, I'm think, I, you know, okay, Shannon, what are you thinking? Because right. if you're feeling this, it's, it's from a thought. You will think that the feeling is coming from the world because you have so often made, come to that conclusion or made that conclusion. Mm-hmm. But your feelings are always coming from your thinking. So we've got to be very careful to pay attention to little thoughts like, I don't like or I don't want. That will never work. I've never done it, so it's their fault. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She did this to me. These thoughts will create disempowerment and block any new beliefs that require self-empowerment. So really what we're looking at today is how do we change these negative beliefs? And so what we've just concluded is that the first thing that we have to change in order to change our negative core beliefs about the world around us is, first of all, we've got to become aware. So what do you think makes us believe our current thoughts? It's a question I hmm. want to ask you, Myron. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, the way I was brought up, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if my dad said something to me or, um, 
you know, maybe even uh, school, you mm-hmm. know, if a bully picked on me, mm-hmm. um, your story of, you know, the kids laughing at you, mm-hmm. um, all of these can form, you know, the way I feel or think and, and I can make that my truth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, my dad said I was stupid, so therefore I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's thoughts like when those things happen that you just mentioned, it's we think them over and over again. So it's through practice and repetition that we and without questioning, we just and it's the same thing of, you know, I mean, how do we learn the ABCs? We sing the jingle, right? I mean, I know adults today, still this day, they're filing something, they're looking for something A B C D E. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, because it it and it it, that repetition helps person to learn in a positive, but it's also the in the true for the negative. The more I tell myself I'm stupid, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm ignorant, I'll never, I can't. Right. Guess what? I, it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And we've talked about strongholds of the mind. Right. That's where these things are. And so remembering that when a negative core fear has occurred, like for me, it was that feeling of humiliation. That seed was sown in my brain. Mm-hmm. And that seed started growing into what is scientifically called dendrites. And what starts happening is that's the the view in which I see the world. So all of my interactions that include I am stupid, thus I am inadequate, I am, you know, not good enough or whatever, those all of I, I engage in a conversation or I, I, I have a circumstance that occurs. And all when that dendrite starts growing, that's where the memories of those interpretations of those interactions is stored. And so that's why, you know, a stronghold is just, it's a, it's a strong hole. It's something that has a strong hold on us in our brain because we really believe it. So go ahead. I want to just interject because when you said seed and, and you, the brain and, and the dendrites, um, and we've said this before and, and, but how that, that looks like a tree. Yeah. Okay. All the way back in creation, when God first creates heavens and earth and all this, mm-hmm. he's speaking it into existence, you know, and his word is becoming the reality. And of course, he has that creative power. But one of the interesting things he says with that, within those trees were the seeds to continue uh, growing. <laughs> and so the fact is that understanding that... yeah. That, what that tells me spiritually is that just as I can plant the seed of negativism, uh, lies, fear... That will grow. But I can yeah. also tap into the spiritual. That's why I opened with mm-hmm. Romans 8. Mm-hmm. I can tap into the spirit, and that's life everlasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that being able to do that is... It's recognizing again that it's it's the practice and repetition. So looking at that, we understand that believing is deciding and accepting that something is true. So all those things in our from our lives from our from our childhood, I just accepted the fact that because I felt humiliated, that I am therefore stupid. And so um, I I chose to believe that not based on truth, but on what I made it mean. It doesn't make it true just because I have the thought that says I am stupid. Right. Um, it just makes it, it makes it that I believe that it's true. So we've got to understand the difference between, you know, the difference between something being factual and something being true. If you want to disbelieve something, so if we want to stop believing the negative core beliefs of our mind, we've got to first recognize that, 
that we, we have to take responsibility and mm-hmm. say, you know what, I've accepted something as true and dis- and decide that just because I've believed that it's true. And I'll get into this a little bit more here in a second. Sure. But we've got to change our mind about it. And the ability that we have is, or the control we have, I should say, is to recognize that just because we believe something is true doesn't mean it has to be true. We have learned to believe something by practice and repetition. We've thought it over and over and over again and never questioned it. Therefore, those pathways in the brain are like a highway. You have to literally study something to believe that it's true. And so if all that we have, if you will, studied or thought about is the negative side of ourselves, of course, we're going to believe it's true. Exactly. So now we have to make a decision to unaccept it (laughs) as true. We can like dis connect from this mm-hmm. um, and believe something different on purpose. And I and is this easy? Absolutely not. It's one of the hardest things you will ever do, especially if these dendrites have been growing since you were very little. Truth is not something that exists outside of us. This is easier to understand if you make sure to separate truth from facts. Facts are facts. Facts are the circumstance that we talked about in the model. Mm-hmm. We don't say facts are truth. Facts are facts, whether you believe them or not. Truth is much more subjective. Right. So let me give an example. This is a fact. This is a rock. You're sitting in a chair. Our truths to that could be rocks are dangerous. But that's subjective. A chair is very useful. Could be okay? subjective, yeah. Are those, those, are, those are true, but, but is it the same fact as that is a rock? Right. Please notice the difference that these things can be true, but facts in the sense that there is nothing subjective in facts, factual statements. Truths are choices. We choose to believe those things about Mm -hmm. the rock, about the chair. Mm -hmm. What we believe and focus our mind on is a choice. And so we can choose. So here's, here's where you can really see it. Rocks are dangerous or rocks are beautiful. Well, and, and again, a biblical comparison, you know, you have... Possibly a rock that Abel used or Cain used to kill Abel. Right. You know, let's assume that for a yeah. minute, you know, because I don't know what weapons might have been handy at that time. But anyway, we do know for sure that a rock, a stone did, you know, uh, knock Goliath down. But then also rocks were used in the building of altars. Right. So you yeah. can look on one side. One was used for a murder. One was used for an right. altar. And, and so, right. The rock is an object. Yes. But... Mm-hmm. What I make that mean then based upon my circumstances. And again, right. going back to the model. Right. And we've talked about the hammer. Right. You know, a I hammer. I build with it or destroy right. it. Right. And that's what we're doing here is that when we have facts that have happened in our lives, right. these circumstances, abuse, and things that have happened to us at the hand of someone else. And I want to interject for any of our ministers, pastors, youth pastors, whatever that are listening to this, please be cautious when you are dealing with someone that has some of this trauma, because that is truth to them. Mm-hmm. And even though you're on the other side of that desk in your study office and you know, you know, well, the scripture says this and, and, and it might take them a while to see that. Uh, Paul scales had to fall from his eyes mm-hmm. before he could see, Oh, Jesus is right. God. It's almost like a revelation. It is a of, revelation. Of who and, we are in Christ. Right. But that doesn't... Here's the thing. 
I believe in the supernatural transformation that takes place at an altar. Mm -hmm. I believe that when a person repents and is baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, something phenomenal happens. But I can I will not name names obviously because we're on this podcast and you know protect the identity of of you know those that we serve. But I could tell you person after person who it's a it's a process of time. Sure. That that they're growing from a to be. And if B is that person in Christ, it didn't happen overnight. Now, the initial experience of maybe deliverance or the Holy Spirit happened immediately. That's justification. Those are yeah. immediate. But sanctification is a process. Right. And sanctification is not just me dressing holy and living holy. It's also becoming holy. Right. How it's I the think. the process of becoming. Right. How yeah. I think, how I feel. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. And I and so again, both of these things are true, um, but we get to decide which one we exactly. want to believe and focus on. Right. And that's the hope that this is such amazing hope for us because we can't change the past, but what we absolutely can do is is change the meaning that we give it. It's also true that we are bad and that we are good. The Bible says there is no good within us. I mean, I know we, you know, I struggle a little bit as a therapist to, we live in this world where it's like, you know, everything is feelings and you, you know, all these wonderful, you know, how amazing we are as humans and we should <laughs> never think of ourselves anything but that. But the truth is, you know, we were, we were shaping in sin. We were born mm -hmm. full of sin and, and what is, our hearts are wicked, the Bible yep. says. Yep. And so that does live within us. But thank God for his spirit that comes and makes us new creatures in Christ. So again, we're bad and we're good, but which truth do we want to believe on purpose and focus on? Um, what do we want to believe and what do we want to disbelieve? Most of us are in a default believing and thinking mode. That's just kind of how we are made. We are just replaying beliefs that have been programmed and practiced over and over and over again. And I'm just saying, Myron, it's time that we be more deliberate. What we currently believe is based on the past. Mm -hmm. What you want is based in your future. So let's quickly review. What we currently believe is based on the past painful learning or not painful learning, but just past learning in Correct. general. Correct. Our beliefs or, or our thoughts create our results. We have gone through that. So if we do nothing, our past beliefs will create our that we're just going to continue to do what we've always done and we will therefore get what we've always gotten, if you will. We will simply keep creating the limitations of our past and confirm that we are limited because our if you think it, it I think I can't, you won't. If you think mm -hmm. you can, you will and that and if you follow that through the model, you'll understand it's because of the emotion of or the fuel of determination or perseverance that a thought can create that fuels our action steps or inaction steps. Cool. I often hear clients say to me, you know, I've tried that. I had a client yesterday that said, you know, Shannon, I've tried that. I've tried it over and over again to just kind of change my thoughts, but it didn't work. So therefore, I don't think that this is going to work either. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to call that the kiss of death yep. or a dream stolen. Like, Absolutely. It, okay, if that's what you believe, then that's what it's going to be. But if you want to create a different future, you have to create something that does not already exist 
in you or in your past. Mm -hmm. It's got to be created. This means that all of our current thoughts are useless when it comes to creating a new future. Mm-hmm. It is so such a powerful concept. You have to create a new belief to create a new result for your future. This requires intentionality, consciousness. It requires you to believe something. This is powerful. It requires you to believe something that you have never believed before. Mm-hmm. If you already believed it, you would already be seeing the results of that today. So I just want to reiterate, this is not easy. This is not going to happen overnight. And I know in our next, um, I think we're going to do another one on, you know, part two of believing new things. And I, and I like what you just said that we, you said going from A to B, I like to explain it going from A to Z and then all the thoughts in between, like, how can I get you? Okay. I understand we can't get you to, to A to Z, but can I get you to B? Right. Can I get you to exactly. see, okay, when, when, when we believe B, now what would what would a thought for C be? Yeah. And as we go through that, yeah. what that process, we will land mm-hmm. in the place where it's the opposite of what we currently believe. But sometimes it takes one step at a time changing our beliefs. And, and I'm going to, we've got some ideas on that, um, right. some modeling to kind of show how we go from one to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but for today, I just want to remind our listeners you, you, this isn't going to just come upon you. That neuroplasticity, the rewiring of our brain, traumas wired things into our brain, intentionality and the power of God in, is going to wire it out. Right. But you got to get out of that bed. You got to get in the wheelchair and you've got to get wheeled down the hallway and you've got to go do the hard work that it takes. Yeah. And so believing new things is you've got to decide, I want to believe something mm-hmm. new. Absolutely. I have believed lies, but now I want to believe truth. You mentioned something today about how that um, you know, drawing from, you know, the, the, the negative element draws from the past. And then, of course, the positive uh, from this future, uh, moving from A to B to B to C all the way to Z, right? Well, you know, here's, here's what I uh, take from that. And, and I want to leave our listeners as I close out today's session. And that is... Satan can only speak to you from your past. He does not live in your future. He does not know your future. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipresent. God, however, is timeless. He's already in the future. So Satan can only speak to you from your past. That's why the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. Okay, He day and night accuses us before the Lord. But that's all of our past. But God speaks to us from our future. And so to our listeners today, with everything Shannon has said and all, I I, want to encourage you, listen to the voice of God. Don't listen to the voice of of the serpent. He wants to remind you of the trauma, of the pain, of the sin, of the guilt, and all of that. But God wants to speak to you from your future. So listen to that voice. Take those steps one day at a time, one step at a time and you will see success. Again, thank you for tuning in today. We are so gracious to have this time with you. We pray that God helps you to believe new things and to walk in the authority of Christ. We'll see you next time. God bless.